Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray. And joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How are you doing this week, Dalton? Doing pretty good. Um, I'm enjoying my vacation. I've uh, got a lot of work done on the figure room in front of my face. I have a Danhausen uh, cursing me at all times now whenever I record, so that's helpful. Uh, one of the pro wrestling crate boxes is Dan was a uh, signed autograph of Danhausen, oh, and nice. it looks so. And I had an old. Fr- oh, I had I bought a frame for a coworker for like their retirement gift, and it was not the right size. And me being me, I didn't go return it like a sane person. I just kept it in my office for like three weeks and realized I didn't have the receipt. So I was like, I'll just take it home, and it looks just old enough to fit this black and white Danhausen photo. So it's a nice little aesthetic. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we did not record last week. Uh, Audra had COVID last week, so I was helping take care of her and it was very stressful. Um, so I was like, I don't have the energy to record because I am, uh, stressed the fuck out. So no episode last week. And then we almost didn't get to do one this week because the internet went out, um, overnight at some point. And then when I tried to reset it this morning before work, it just never came back on. So I didn't know if, like, my router was out. I didn't know what was going on. So I came home at my lunch break and got it figured out. So uh, we were back. We were ready to go. And uh, back to the same level of professional standards and high-quality discussion that you have come to expect from Nerdiest Part of the Ring. And if you think I'm being serious, I apologize. Uh, Unless you uh, go back to the last episode where I said probably the smartest thing I'll ever say again. You did. You you actually... And it's, it's a shame that you peaked so early on. Because, like, we're, we haven't like even hit, said, we haven't even like, hit 50 episodes yet, man. And you've already, I love that like... You've said, we've been recording podcasts together for six years. Yeah, I, I mean, strictly for this Dude, one. For this show. Yeah. I know what you're saying, but it's just, you peaked early. I was like, I've been doing this forever. It took six years to say something intelligent. What are you talking about? See, that's how I was getting ready to say, too, is it's like, yeah, it took you that long to build up to it, and now you're just <laughs> on a decline. So, dear Lord, help us all. Um, before we jump into the power of positivity though, real quick, uh, don't forget you can subscribe to the show, share it with your friends who might also like wrestling, uh, leave a review on whatever podcasting service of your choice. It helps out with the algorithm and the maths and brings more cool people to hang out with us so we can talk wrestling. So, uh, that is greatly appreciated. Also follow us on Twitter at nerdiest part. So, uh, and then I don't think I have anything else for housekeeping. So, um or the ring setup so we'll jump right into uh the first thing we talk about each and every week because social media and the internet is such a negative just depressing sad place sometimes just an unnecessary source of negativity for a lot of people uh we do the power of positivity which we blatantly stole which isn't really positive but i feel like in spirit it's fine um, but we we point out something cool or good or something that just that we enjoyed in pro wrestling uh, during the week. And Dalton, I'm going to let you go first because I feel like you're bursting at the seams to just to, to, so, to share your enthusiasm, enthusiasm for yours. Because, uh, again, as, as usual of me as I have two, because I think, oh, this is the best thing that's going to happen in wrestling this week for me. And then something tops it. And that happened all in one night last night. Uh, there was a backstage segment with the Chris Jer- or the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society, and 
in the middle of it. I don't even remember what was being said. I was eating food. But then out of nowhere, Cool Hand Ange just pulled a switchblade on Tony Schiavone. And I don't know why that exact moment made me laugh to the point that I had to stop everything I was doing. But he literally pulled the knife and held it in front of him for like a good four seconds. And I could not stop giggling. And I said, that is the best thing I'll see all night. And then the main event happened, Asa. We're swerving our... Just pause. Yeah, got I gotta derail yeah. you. You do know that's a comb, right? It's a comb? Yes! It looked like a knife! That's the point of it. No, no, no I know, because I used to have one of those whenever I was in college. No, that one, deadass, that was a comb? I mean, he has the switchblade comb. Oh. I assumed it was just the, because he's pulled it out before, because he pulls it out and he brandishes it and he flips it, and then he does the cool guy, like, hair thing that the Fonz Maybe. Maybe, but maybe it looked just enough like a knife at that angle that, and if anything, that just makes me happier because he pulled a he pulled a comb on Tony Schiavone. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that made me super happy, which is what I watch wrestling for. And then uh, I got really happy during the main event triple threat tag match between uh, Swerving Our Glory Team Taz and Young Bucks. And in my head, like whenever we watched um, Forbidden Door, and I said, "There's no way." Forbidden Door had that match, right? No, no, no. That was for uh, the IWGP. Did the Bucks... The, no. When was the last time there was, like, Swerve and Our Glory was in a tag match? Was that full gear? Oh, with, I like, don't... No, I mean, they've wrestled in tag... So, they... It was like a full... No, no. It was the one that, like, Ricky Starks ended up on his head, and then he did the moonsault... Or Strickland did the moonsault off the boobs. That was full gear, right? Because we were talking about teams we thought were going to win. It was... Uh, Jurassic it was, Express. It was Team Jurassic Taz. Express, Team Taz, and in Swerve and Our Glory. Yeah, and we when we talked about it, I said, they're not going to put the tag belts on them, but I want them to put the tag belts on them. Mm-hmm. And, like, you kind of agreed with me, like, yeah, that's not going to happen, da-da-da-da-da. And then it didn't happen, and I was like, it was a good match, though. This was the opposite, where I was like, there's no way the Bucks are losing this match. Like, they're not going to take the belt, the AEW titles off of them. And then, Swerve in Our Glory fucking won. And I yelled, like, out loud, audibly. <laughs> and wrestling doesn't get me to do that too often anymore. Uh... But that happened, so that made me super happy. So those two went in, because I love both those guys with my whole heart. Uh, and it's super cool to see them put the belts on them. Uh, yeah, it, it was surprising, too. And, like, my fr- big takeaway from it was just, like... I don't know. I Like, I'm very happy for Swerve and Lee, because I do really like them. Yeah. But, like, Young Bucks beating the... Lutrix or the Jurassic Express and then immediately losing them like less than a month later because the Young Bucks won them on January 15th or June 15th June 15th 15th. dear god my brain is off just it's bad it's bad y'all y'all are in for a rough one and I apologize um they won it on June 15th and then lost it on July 13th so less than a month I understand the whole, like, the Jeff Hardy situation really caused a a wrinkle in plans for the tag division, because from most reports, it seemed the Hardys were the ones that were set to win that match and then go forward as champions. Yeah. And my theory on it is that as long as the Young Bucks held the AEW tag titles, the only thing people were going to talk about were Bucks versus FTR. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to put the AEW tag titles back on FTR until FTR has dropped their other titles. Yeah. And I don't think they were they were ready to to put that together yet. 
So I think that's why they kind of had to move him off of the the Bucks. But I, that that again, I'm not basing that on anything other than just like what makes sense to my stupid brain. So I, you know, that could just be dumb stupid and brain? way off. Yeah, but I, I, either way, I'm happy for him. I like the uh, the dynamic that they have right now because like they're on better terms than they were after Swerve eliminated Lee from the Casino Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Because that has been a big part of their act is them not really getting along. And so, but, you know, Lee slowly coming back around, you know, understands like, no, every man for himself. I saw an opportunity, had to take it. Like, I get it. Yeah. Because it wasn't a full on heel turn for Swerve, even though he kind of was acting shadier. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I will say, though, out of those three teams that were there, I do. If they were going to put him off, I really wish they would have put him on Starks and Hobbs. Yeah, that's like, fair. Like, don't get me wrong. I Again, I love Swerving Our Glory. I love both of those guys. But it's just like, man, Starks and Hobbs have been so good. Like, not necessarily as a tag team, but like individually. They've oh, been yeah. so good for such a long time. And I just, oh, I, I really would have liked them to have the, the tag titles. But I'm not really, I'm not, and it's not an actual complaint. Yeah. Um, uh, spoiler alert. And just because I'm looking at it, Hobbs is definitely going to be my figure of the year. Really? I yeah, it's it's I've, I'm looking at them because I love this figure. Uh, but the the powerhouse Hobbs is like right now. If you're like, what's the best figures you bought this year? And I'd be like Hobbs, which is bad. I got a Dark Order set, and I still think powerhouse Hobbs is this like the dopest <laughs> figure they've given us. Um, my power positivity. I if you did two, I'm gonna do two. Um, my first one was gonna be like, it it always makes me happy just because of like how successful it's been and uh how long he's been doing it but a couple days ago sammy Zayn posted on twitter it's my birthday it's also the five-year anniversary of hashtag sammy for syria my birthday wishes to raise money for our two mobile clinics currently providing medical aid in syria today i'll not only match but double all of your donations up to twenty thousand dollars donate at sammyforsyria.com um that's a it's a cause that he started again five years ago that has provided two separate mobile clinics for a very, very needy part of Syria that would not have access to adequate, adequate healthcare. So it's just, it's a super cool thing. And it made me happy to see that success and also just like them raising money. Um, but as far as like wrestling goes, my favorite thing, and I kind of, it, I came in only having one, but it was talking to you before the show that it made me realize how much I loved it. Um, but it was the Wardlow Orange Cassidy match. Oh, for the, the TNT title, because I need to see it. Yeah, um, the Wordlow ripping out Orange Cassidy's pockets was funny, and then Cassidy then putting the straps back up on Wardlow, <laughs> like, that's fantastic. Trent and Chuck being like, we're gonna cheat like hell, and then bringing out a chainsaw, like, it just, this shit was joyful, and I understand if you wanna, co- if you wanna be like, oh, they kind of shotgunned and burned an Orange Cassidy Wardlow match because that could be a money match. Like that mm-hmm. could be a pay-per-view quality match and you wouldn't even have to, you know, turn anybody. That's just a f- good face versus face dynamic um, to do with like no build. So I, I understand that. But at the same time, I think there are enough credible contenders that Wardlow can have longer feuds with that him defending against a, you know, bigger name opponent without a build, especially when it's another face, I th- I think that makes a lot of sense and and it'll it works really well. So 
Uh, I just pulled up social media and I just saw Warhorse War uh, elbow drop a cheeseburger for local news. Uh, I have a third power of positivity, and it's that. Uh, I was just, literally, it was just all caps, I, che- or I elbow dropped a cheeseburger for, I think it was Spokane, Washington. No, it wasn't Spokane, Washington. What the, what am I on here? No, it was Spokane, Washington. Jesus. <laughs> it was a hell of an, hell of an elbow drop. I was so, I was so confused by the elbow drop onto a cheeseburger that my, my brain corrected and then uncorrected itself. And then recorrected itself. Thanks. <laughs> Well, then my third one was Liv Morgan cashing in and getting a title and her doing right, the, and her doing the interview where they asked her, <laughs> what do you bring to the, to the table as champion that Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair can't? And her <laughs> saying, well, the fans want me as champion. Fucking, people want to see people, people want to see, see me as champion. Yeah. champion. <laughs> like, mm. oh, that was hell solid. Yeah. And she's was, right, was, too. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but moving on. Um, Money in the Bank was not last week. It was two weeks ago. It would have been last week if we recorded the show, uh, when we normally do, but we didn't. So here it is. Um, we're going to real quick. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it just cause it is kind of outdated at this point, but, uh, Liv Morgan winning the Money in the Bank, uh, ladder match. Um, the ladder match itself was fine. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, the, apparently the internet really disliked it and like gave Shotzi a bunch of shit, which is bullshit, but that's kind of Shotzi's style is like, she does shit that looks super reckless, but she does it in a, in a safe way. In the safest way possible. Yeah. So like, and that's, I don't, and like we've been talking about me and you personally have been talking to each other about Sasha or Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we've been talking about her for years because she had that one suicide dive at evolve where she like hit those chairs and scorpioned herself. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know how she's still walking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, there's definitely been close calls and like stuff that could have gone a lot more wrong than it did. But I do yeah. ultimately think that she knows what she's doing. Um, oh, yeah. Does, no, 100 percent. Should some of her stuff be reeled in? Maybe. Like, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go that far as to say that, like, no, yeah, a, approve every idea she wants to do, because, like, I think at a certain point, bad idea. But yeah. at the same time, like, I do think she knows what she's doing. I think she's good enough to do the things that she tries um, so like the hate that she was getting was just kind of ignorant to me. It's a bunch. So that from what I gathered, and I still don't remember the full story on it, but she made a crypt, like not even a cryptic tweet, but made a tweet about Chris Jericho messing something up. And in today's wrestling age, you can't make fun of Chris Jericho on Twitter, like for his work, um, and get away from it unscathed, especially if you are also a fellow worker. It was when he went off of a cage, he took a, he took a bump off of a cage and like crashed through the, oh, was it the, blood the ramp? and guts? But they, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't blood and guts. This was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, it was the first blood and guts. It was the double cage. It's whenever fucking MJF threw him off. Okay, yeah, but he. So when it was when he went through the stage, and it and like the camera angle was rough, so you could see that like it was what, cardboard. Yeah, the the stuff that was supposed to be like steel and wood was cardboard, which like you and I don't give a shit because obviously, like I would much per, I would rather see that than another foley off the cell. Yeah, and again, because, and again, it's my favorite thing that I think I ever heard Hunter say about Hunter Hendricks from uh, Pro Wrestling Unscripted. They, whenever Shane went through that one table at, like, WrestleMania 34, whenever him and Taker faced each other, whatever. No, that wasn't 34, we were at 34, 33. And, uh, he went to that fucking table and you could tell the table was padded and somebody said that to him. Like, oh, the table was padded and his response was, yeah, but he's not. Mm -hmm. Which is the correct response, like... 
So that she said made a, con- a tweet about that, and people got onto her for it. So the second she starts messing up things in a match where mess ups are very prone to happen, um, like the more that you add in a match, the more likely it is to get fucked up. That's just that's literally if you're in a one on one singles match, you're probably in a, a good situation. The second you start getting into multiple people, and then you add stipulations on top of it, like. Shit goes sideways in regular matches. In a match like this, shit is going to go sideways anyway. Like, we've seen Jeff Hardy almost die like 80 times doing very similar shit. Yeah. Um, But he gets a pass because he's Jeff Hardy and, like, didn't make a tweet about Chris Jericho. So it's that whole thing of just, like, now she's getting shit because she had some mistakes in a match that not only a large percentage of wrestlers can't do correctly. Like... I couldn't have the match. I can't wrestle the style that she wrestles. And if I can't do it, internet Twitter fans that are shitting on her definitely can't do it. So it's also worth pointing out that it's not just because she made a Chris Jericho tweet. Like, look at how a lot of these type of people who tweet these things, look at how they tweet someone at like, or how they talk about someone like Jeff Hardy or any other man versus how they talk to Shotzi or any other woman. Like the number of times it was, um, it was Eric Stevens on Twitter pointed out. It's been a while, and I can't remember the context of who he was talking about. But it was like someone posted what looked like a pretty big bump, but the landing was completely safe. Like even I, who am not trained, can recognize like when a flat bump is safe. Yeah, and it, and it was just it was one of those, and someone was like, I can't believe they would let the the, the I can't believe they'd let these women do this in front of twenty people or something like that. And he's like. Do what? Take a back bump? Like, what are you? you where? Why are you clutching your pearls? And it and it boils down to like there is a certain level of sexism that like it may not be outright, but it doesn't have to be outright for it to not be still be sexist. And that's what yeah. A lot of this is also like you, it gets it has to take the blame for it. Yeah, and it not saying a hundred percent of the time, but anytime it's a high profile wrestler and someone deletes their Twitter for a certain time, it usually feels like more it's on the female wrestlers that have to do it because of the amount of just stupid fucking shit that gets said to them. Like Alexa bliss had to do it fairly recently too. Yeah. Cause people were like legit harassing her. Yeah. But I don't, that's the same I, thing. I don't remember it wasn't, what caused hers, but yeah, it was like, she, it wasn't wrestling related. No, oh, no. It was cause fucking Bray got released and people oh, were saying it yeah. was her fault. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And that and like it's that shit right there that I'm like I hate wrestling fans uh, because it's just they're being shitty for no reason. And again, yeah. they can't fucking do that. Like, yeah, I no. can't fucking do what she does. Like, I'm not gonna talk shit on her. No, yeah, people are just ignorant and dumb and just want to. And again, that's why we do a power positivity because God, the amount of dumb shit that gets said online. Uh, because it's anonymous, and they would never say anything like that to anybody's face. It's just, oh, well, I can say yeah. it on Twitter. Um, it's dumb. But good for Liv. But, I'm, I'm excited for her. I'm, I'm very, very happy for her, too, because I've been a big fan of her since... Even back when she had the worst entrance music in WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I can't. All I, the no, way I'm back. We were, I, was talk, I remember I saw me like, God, we like her. But, like, what is that music? <laughs> it really yeah, was, was just rough. the intro. It was just that, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's bad. It was the worst. It was the worst. Um, Next match, Bobby Lashley defeated Theory by submission to win the WWE United States Championship. Um, Here for it. Yeah. Here for it. Uh, Lashley, if they're not going to put a world title on him because Roman Reigns currently has those held hostage, um, you know, at least if you're going to have... 
if you're going to have a situation where you're, you only have one main title now and that person isn't even appearing each week, you need to really strengthen your secondary titles. And now with Gunther and Lashley being the secondary champions, I feel like they're, they're building towards that. Now just keep this until Survivor Series so we can get Lashley versus Gunther and uh, let just the big meaty men slapping meat. Like, yes, in, in, in Biggie's name we pray. <laughs> I, I, I want that. Give me that. Also, this match ruled. Like this yeah. was this was a really good match. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Um, so and, and also plus like the cherry on top of Lashley winning as well was fantastic. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Carmella to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Solid match. Nothing super surprising, super special, but it, it you know it wasn't a terrible match by any stretch. Uh, what ultimately what was my favorite match of the night though was for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The Usos oh, yeah. retained over the Street Profits. Um, you mean they had a good match? Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> you look at those four people and you're like, wow, they had a good match. What? <laughs> shocking. Um, but no, this it was a, it was a killer match. I did not love the ending because like I didn't see it at first. Because mm-hmm. they did they did the thing where it was like, okay, well, one of the I don't remember which Uso, but pinned Montez. And then he like got up and was super pissed. And I was like, I don't, what, you lost, dude. Like, yeah, you're mad, but. And then they showed the video replay of his shoulder being up like the entire count. And I was like, oh, that makes sense now. But I didn't like it because it's like, ah, oh, that's a cheap win for what's supposed to be the undisputed tag team champions who already lost to McIntyre and Sheamus. So like. Quit making your champions lose matches if their name's not Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, so I was already kind of annoyed there. But I will give them credit because I know you don't really follow. But did you see what the follow-up was for this? No, because I had uh, I tried watching Monday Night Raw. I remember I was texting you whenever I was trying this. No, but I don't, I don't remember if it was Raw or SmackDown where they said this. But basically there was a backstage interview and um, I think it was Kayla. At, like, Ask the Usos was like, so, you know... People are saying, you know, is your, is your was your victory at Money in the Bank tainted because you cheated? And one of the users was like, well, hold up. We didn't cheat. The ref blew the call. Sucks for them, but that was, that's not on us. And it's like, okay. And then, but now they're building, it looks like they're building towards their rematch at SummerSlam having a special guest referee. But we don't know who that is going to be yet. So, but the match was great. It was my favorite match of the night. Um, Ronda Rousey defeated Natalia by submission. It was fine. Yeah, it was a, it was a decent match. Like, again, but I didn't like, hate no, it. There, there wasn't anything like egregious that I remember because I haven't rewatched the show, but I don't like, I just kind of remember being like, okay, it's a Rousey match. There's no chance Natalia wins this. I'm just kind of bored. Like, let's get this over with. Um, until Liv Morgan loses her cash in attempt is fully what I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Liv, so Rhonda uh, taps out Natalia, and then Liv, uh, Natalia attacks her after the match. Liv Morgan comes out, cashes in, and wins the Raw Women, or the SmackDown Women's Championship. That legitimately surprised me and legitimately, like, got me super excited. Because mm-hmm. I I yeah. would have, it gives, it gives Rhonda a, like, okay, you know, it, it was a dirty way for her to lose the title, so it still keeps her looking strong, which we know is the most important thing in the world. 
Um, but also it gives a good match. It, it, it's a good moment for Liv Morgan. Um, I really hope that it doesn't immediately just get undone at the next at SummerSlam that I'm kind of worried about. And I will say too, if it was anybody other than Liv, I would be more annoyed about this. So I'm only a little annoyed about it. But holy shit. That she had it for less than a day. Can we have a, just once, well, I guess twice because Carmella had it for a while, but can we please let the women hold the money in the bank bank briefcase for more than the end of the rest of the pay-per-view? Holy shit. Every single year. Dalton, every single year. Nikki ASH held held it for a day. Like, she waited until Raw, but, like, Carmella's the only one that had a decent run with it, and when she had it, it was fun. Like, it was, like, I liked when Carmella was Miss Money in the Bank. Yeah. I was trying to think, I was like, yeah, no, that's it. That's the only bit that's been it. Because it was the, like, her trying to cash in, like, multiple times, but then changing her mind because she lost the the advantage. So people people will now post her actual cash in to make fun of Chioda. Because he asks her like 12 times, are you cashing in? And they're like, what is he doing? Why is this taking so long? But you forget that she tried to cash in like a ton of times before this and then was like, nope, yeah. never mind. I want it back. So it, 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 no, in context, it, it makes sense. Give it. Takes these backsies. And then the main event was the Money in the Bank ladder match itself uh, for the men's Money in the Bank. Before the, match, before the match starts, you actually didn't. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, before the match starts... Uh, the seven men are already in the ring. Adam Pierce comes out and says, we're going to add an eighth man to the match and brings out theory who ultimately wins the briefcase. And Dalton, you said, Oh, I picked TBD. I, I, I win. You didn't. Your pick was Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss was who filled that last seventh spot. Because when we previewed the matchup, it was a seven man money in the bank Ross, uh, match with only six known competitors. And Friday, they, I, were going to, they were going to name the seventh man, which Madcap Moss won that match and was the seventh entrant. You didn't th- you didn't pick. Oh, they're actually going to name. Uh, no, give me a second. I'll, give person. me a second. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Give I'm, me a I'm absolutely a not going to give you a second to figure it out. You were wrong. You 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 could have said if you had said, I think it's going to be a surprise, <laughs> then OK, I'd give you that. But you didn't. What you said is you picked TBD. And TBD yeah. turned into Madcap Moss. Vince decided uh, the day of that he was going to put Theory in the match, and that's what happened. Hey, so speaking so of that Vince counts. McMahon into <laughs> the news of the week. Uh, I wasn't even trying. They, well, I mean, it still didn't work because your pick was Madcap Moss. Um, Damn it. Again, that was another, it was a good match. Like, it was a good oh, yeah, match. Was... But there was, I, I like, again, and, it, and this is terrible to say, but like, I'm looking back on it and I'm trying to like, I'm running through parts of it in my head and there's nothing really that like was like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah, there they didn't have like the gigantic high spots that I can remember. I like the way they treated Omos. Yeah, them like the, the murdering seven, him. The seven people powerbomb like to take him out. Like I dug that. The throwing, just continuously throwing ladders at him. That scared mm-hmm. me because they were, <laughs> they were chucking those fucking things. It was, it got a little scary. Uh, but no, I like the way they treated Omos in it, which that's somebody that I like, but I don't think I should. Like, I don't like, I don't, I don't like the giant, like gigantic people in wrestling a lot, especially when it seems like they're kind of limited mobility wise. And I do feel that way towards Omos every once in a while where I'm like, ah, he doesn't move around the best, but again, he's like seven plus feet. So like, I, I, but I like him. Like, I like the attraction of him. Do you want me to break it down for you? 
Yeah, go ahead. Because this this is what it is. Because this is what's been in my head for a couple weeks. He's not as good as WWE wants you to think he is, but he's not as bad as the internet wants you to think he is. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Like he's he is solid. He is workable. Like if he has a segment, like I think he does a lot better. What he's he he's more capable than a lot of people want to give him credit for because that that you know stereotype of oh you're over seven feet tall you can't work for shit you're yeah. you're just you know you're Which an Elvante you're a giant you're a giant Kali yeah. or great Kali excuse me um but he actually like he can do shit that not a lot of people his size can do or that yeah. people his size that have been in WWE before have done and um. Is it, uh, what's the, what's the ROH AEW guy, Satnam Singh? Yeah, Satnam Singh, yeah, yeah. He is kind of another example of that, where it's like, between his debut not going over super well, and again, just that kind of stigma of being that big, people don't want to give you a chance, because it's like, oh, you're just coasting on your size, when that's not really what they're doing. Um, (laughs) Those those are two guys that I'm kind of like, okay, no, like, you, they, they deserve the benefit of the doubt, and like, I will watch their stuff and be interested. Really quick before we get into it, uh, Satnam Singh, the first time that Sadie saw him was last night. Mm-hmm. And because they did like that, they, him, Dutt, and Lethal did like a little at commentator promo for a second, or they yelled at the commentators. And our, our roommate Adam was like, I can't decide if that guy's really tall or those two guys are just really short. And I said, It's both. Because like Dutt and uh, Lethal are under six foot. And then I don't know how tall Saddam Singh is, but he's giant. Like that is just a big yeah. person anyway. He would look big next to anybody. But yeah, no, it was just funny because they were just like, "Who the hell is that guy?" And I was like, "Oh, he's somebody that AEW like signed out of nowhere." I forget what his background is, but no, I love Omos though. Like he's one of those people I won't turn. Like I don't scoff when I see him. And then yeah. I liked the way he was treated in this ladder match because you see somebody like that in a ladder match, I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's uh, there's could have been a better dude needs pick a step ladder to grab the belt." Yeah, <laughs> to, grab, to grab the briefcase, like it's, you gotta, you gotta bump that up. Yeah, but uh, it was it was a passable money in the bank match. It wasn't horrible. That's just the the takeaways. I like the way they treated Omos. Yeah, but it was it was overall it was a solid pay per view. Like there wasn't a ton. There wasn't you know anything really that stands out as being like explicitly wrong with it. But it also just like other than other than Lashley and Theory and the tag title match, like those were the two big standouts is just like, yeah, I would go out of my way to watch those two matches. But outside of that, it was okay. But okay is better than bad. Okay is better than yeah, bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So, uh, but on to the news of the week and same song, different verse, could get better, but it's going to get worse. WWE's Vince McMahon agreed to pay $12 million in hush money to four different women reports the wall street journal uh it's again like we knew i don't know man like this i don't is, even know what to is, say this at this bad. point this like, dude this dude fucking sucks get him the fuck out of here uh like i you can't be surprised you know, these are valid claims. This is valid journalism. This is valid investigations. Um, I don't understand how he can stay as, but like they removed him as CEO, but like that doesn't really matter because he's still the head of creative. 
Yeah. He's still there every week. He's still interacting with people. He's still a part, a, a major part of the company. And he really needs to not be anymore. And like that's his time of... is, his time has come. He, he needs to just like, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say. Like, and the, the board of directors are conducting their own internal investigation. Like, fuck <laughs> that. Like blizzard found no wrong, no account of, uh, blizzard doing wrongdoing like that that shit doesn't fly the board of directors see him as the golden goose and they know how important vince mcmahon the name is to the image of wwe and to the success of wwe so like they're not gonna find anything but he's gonna pay a ton more money to like make this go away and it's just like god damn i just need i just need fucking consequences like once please why why is this so hard for shit people to just get what they deserve and fuck off forever? And and Asa, here's your reasoning for that question and why he can't. Because like we have we've been seeing it more and more. It's not happening at the level it needs to. Like we saw the the Weinstein thing back in 2020. Like we're seeing people get consequences for their actions when they do something overtly illegal. Sometimes there's a lot of caveats to what I just said, but there the reason for it is is because the, what was the like news story, he paid twelve million dollars to hush four different individuals. When you can just spend twelve million dollars to do stuff like that, that's why you won't see the consequences of your actions. You literally have the money to make it go away, and it wasn't the people that he paid the money to that brought it up. It was a, a an external thing that brought this to light. If that hadn't happened, we would be none the wiser that he paid twelve million dollars to people. That's why he's not. And again, like. When we talked about this initially and I asked the question on, did he do anything illegal? I, Whenever I said it every time, I was making it a point to not absolve him of any wrongdoing. Uh, I just wanted to know, is it legal? Like, is what he did not illegal, I guess is the better way to say it. And it turns out that it isn't. Um, I'm hoping that is the it, more they investigate... Well, the, no, no, just, it's ethically incorrect. No, 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 just real quick, because from the original story... Yes, that's what, what he, I was getting at. Asa. Okay, I was gonna that's say, actually it, what I was getting at because okay, yes, sorry. originally it was just he paid what was it two million or three million or whatever the fuck it was. I don't he paid the amount. that amount to because of an undisclosed amount to or not undisclosed to a an employee because he had an affair with her and Johnny Ace and this that and another and there was nothing at the time of that report that was overtly illegal. It was very ethically incorrect, but it was nothing that could get you in legal trouble per se. With these, there's one literally that said he paid her they or gave her a raise and then got rid of her like a week later or some shit like that. At a certain point, you got to look into that and the company can get sued because the company allows shit like that to happen. And I feel like it doesn't matter who you are. If you're causing the WWE millions of their actual own money, that could cause a problem, even if you are Vince. Also, some, the, some of these newer ones um, include statements saying that what he did was less than consensual like not in the not in the sense of you know being coerced because of the power dynamics in play but like just outright like whipping it out not with someone who didn't want to see it like and that is illegal that is very outright illegal um so I don't know. I genu again. I genuinely don't understand how he's still there. I don't understand how he like. I get why he's not arrested because 
uh, holy shit, that's so impossibly difficult to um, prosecute and, you know, go to court for these. Plus, when you're someone as rich and powerful as Vince McMahon, you can make the court process so long and drawn out and expensive for the victim that they feasibly cannot pursue it all the way to like to get an actual verdict so it's it's just it's disgusting it's fucked up i don't understand how vince can still be there and just like yeah it's all fine and you know sean ross sap has has put out i'm not going to quote anything or like even really just summarize it but like there are apparently a lot of people backstage that are like why is he here like he probably shouldn't be here right now yeah but but his attitude is literally fuck him i can get away with anything um, and it's just like oh it's it, fucking disgusting the, the worst it's, part is like he probably will get away with it yeah and that was that's kind of what i was going back to the earlier thing of you're saying why can't these people face consequences because literally he paid 12 million dollars that means you have 12 million dollars that you can just spend like that's why you're able to get away with it shit like that but also i wanted to kind of get back on like the board of directors conducting their own internal investigation and shit like that the dude's daughter is the acting ceo of the company you can't you can't tell me that there's not a giant conflict of interest right now in that company with how all this shit's going down mm-hmm. because yes at the end of the day he is not the ceo but you know who is his fucking daughter like there's so much like there's so many morally and ethically incorrect things going on right now at that company more so than usual like it's different when we're just talking about how they don't treat their employees correctly. Now it's we don't treat their employee they don't treat their employees correctly and he's paying millions of dollars so he can have relations with these people or shut them up because they had relations with people that didn't want to have relations with him. Like it's such a level of fucked up that it like I'm sorry. I If you know what's going on with all of this and you're like, oh no, Vince didn't do anything wrong. Like it's, it's, I mean, you didn't do anything legally. You're gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. Because he is ethically doing things incorrectly and getting away with it just because he has a lot of money. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it, it, it sucks. So, um, although one seeming consequence that if, as minor as it is, it's still something, um, Denise, uh, Scaletto. Oh crap. I'm blanking on what her Salcido. What shit? What is her name? Uh, she works for Fightful. She's a fun person to follow on Twitter. Um, Salcido, I think, is how it's pronounced. I could be I could be wrong, wrong on the pronunciation, um, but she tweeted out that. Let me see if I. Oh, that's not the link I thought it was. Dalton, what was the last action figure you bought? Um, I bought a Jake Hager in hopes that I could turn it into a biker's moxley, and it doesn't work the way I wanted it to. So, oh no, last action figure was the Shawn Michaels Ultimate. Okay, shut the fuck up. Uh, Denise Scalcato. I'm sorry, that was, I wanted to, I just, I mean, that's the reaction I was hoping for. That was the reaction I wanted to get. Uh, You know, you could have just told me to politely be quiet and we would, we would be over it. I could (laughs) have. Sometimes you sometimes you need to be put in your place. Go. Um, well, don't fall asleep. Uh, sources tell me that Vince McMahon, that the Vince McMahon Netflix documentary has been pulled and is off the programming spreadsheet at Netflix. A source at Netflix confirmed it no longer being listed on their spreadsheet. Another source at Netflix said that shit's out of here. 
Another source indicated that the project was already deep in post-production and that several talent interviews had been done months ago and that millions were spent. I spoke to one of the producers on the project. However, they declined to confirm nor deny this story to me. Um, so, I mean, that's one positive thing that is coming out of it is like, we're not going to get this Vince McMahon puff piece. He created pro wrestling in in his own image bullshit documentary. Um, oh, we're gonna get it. Sweet oh, baby. we're gonna get. We're, oh, we're gonna get one on like Peacock, like the the the, yeah. the, un, the uncut, uncensored Vince McMahon story, and it's Actu- just gonna be nothing but like. Well, so he Vince created wrestling. He had this idea, and he was like, "Hmm, what if fights look real, but not, not real, not real, <laughs> and rock and roll?" They're gonna do a pro wrestling documentary and not say the words pro wrestling one time. So it's still coming, but at least it's not like this. Netflix. It's not a third party, yeah. Um, part of me kind of want to. Part of me kind of wants this to leak. Like, don't see it. Don't finish it just to see like how fucked up it would have been. Like, it's that. It's that. Well, I kind of want to look at the train wreck, but I know it would just make me angry. Like, it's it's just one of those like propaganda pieces that WWE is very good at churning out. And if you don't believe me, the rise and fall of Ultimate Warrior. Or the self-destruction of... The rise and fall of WCW, the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior. Those were the two that I was thinking of, and I combined them into one. And then, uh, if you do the... No, because you can't just do that one, Asa. If you're going to watch the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, you then have to watch the A&E biography that... Or uh, biopic documentary, whatever you want to call it, uh, that they did, like, two years ago, or a year ago, whatever it was. And then watch the Dark Side of the Ring version of it that came out within the same week. Like, you gotta watch all three of them, because then you can really see how good WWE is at twisting an arm, untwisting it, and then watching what really happened. It's yeah. beautiful. So. Or alleged uh, what happened. Sorry, that's not polite. I, there you uh, go. Yeah. Um, in a story that w- both broke and was retracted today, um, Andrew Zarian posted on Twitter uh, that starting on Monday, July 18th, so it would have been this coming Monday... WWE Raw on USA was going to be rated uh, from the the rating was going to change from PG to TV 14. And everyone was like, all right, we're getting blood and guts and and bra and panties back. Like it's all going to be WWE has entered into the golden era because the TV rating changed. Uh, None of the none of the backstage creative is changing, but this will make it good. Can you imagine how many times the women can say bitch now? Oh, that number's gonna quadruple. It's gonna be great. They can start and end every promo with it instead of just having <laughs> to end with it. Oh, A plus television. <laughs> I want to cut a promo like that now where I just start you, with bitch and then just <laughs> completely disjoint. Talking about, can you tell that talking about this Vince bullshit has put me in a bad mood now? Um, and then. Let me see. When was this posted? This was posted an hour ago as of recording. Andrew Zarian again has deleted his original tweet saying that that Raw was moving to TV 14 and has instead said, this is a wild situation. There's a lot happening behind the scenes. WWE Raw won't be going to TV 14 on July 18th, but still in consideration for a later date. We'll go live tomorrow morning to break this down. So... The, to me, and again, I don't know shit. Um, I don't know shit about shit. This is just my guess because I could see it maybe happening. Is that WWE wanted to quietly do it 
Like mm-hmm. they just wanted the TV graphic to say TV 14 and then just let people see that and not get all of this like attention that it got. Cause it was like trending on Twitter. Like this was a big deal for a little while. And so now they're like, well, not yet. We're going to push this back. Yeah. That sounds stupid. And so I don't really believe it, but it's like, Oh, maybe I don't know. But again, I don't, well, because it's one it, of those so. you don't, it's, it's unringing a bell is honestly what it is because you, we went from, John Cena versus JBL, I think it was John Cena versus JBL, where Cena looks like he showed up at the end of the match all red, like where he's completely coated in his own blood, to not having hardly any blood unless it's completely accidental. And you you have one of those moments where they just flat out ban, like Vince bans blood. Like you hear anybody talk about it, listen to or read Chris Jericho's book, I think it was his third one, um, where he talks about like, Batista being fined $100,000 for blading yeah, in a cage match. Like, you hear that. Bati- and so Batista, his opponent, and the ref all got uh, fined. And then Batista paid the paid all of the Everybody's. Because they all got... Every other person involved got paid... Or fined 5000 mm-hmm. And he got paid 100... Or fined 100000 And he just paid so everybody's because it was his call. Which yes. could Batista. Yeah, no, that's a good... I've been listening... Actually, I was listening to that book. I've been mm-hmm. listening to that one. Um, there was a really funny... Not never mind. I'll tell you at the end, or after we record. But anyway, like they go a hard stance against blood for so long, you don't. I don't see what turning into a TV fourteen would be unless they're allowing blood again. But that would be a really weird thing to just allow people to start blading on live television, um, because like it's off putting when AEW does it. Quite frankly, uh, but it's like, my one. Do, it's my one big complaint about Moxley matches. Yes, because he's becoming Ric Flair. He is becoming Ric Flair. If you sneeze on him, he bleeds. He was bleeding at the end of his match. I don't know what happened at the end of it. He fucking won the match and then got up and was bleeding. I don't get it. Like, did he mm -hmm. gig while pinning the... Anyway, not important. Like, because, like, I I guess you can get away with more consistent language use, but your creative is still not the best in some situations, so I don't... It's like what you said. Are they going to say bitch before and after promos? Which, honestly, that make, make me watch it just to see how they make that work. Um, but yeah, you have this hard stance against blood for so long and now you go TV 14, like, unless you're going to start having more sexually charged angles, which no gross or allowing people to bleed more on TV, which ew gross, uh, because that also kind of diminishes blood in wrestling. Like, it's a weird thing. I don't see what WWE gains from being TV 14. There's, there's like, a, so- they've gone, they've, they've gone so far being the PG that like, why even fucking go back? They Be- figured out how to do it. Okay, so to, real quick, I think uh, I almost don't want to say this because I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but I don't think the TV ratings are the same as like movie and video game ratings. Movie ratings, like video games, have the ESRB. Um, movies have the MPAA. They view content and then they provide the rating. Yeah, so the only thing that I could think of, and I was, you're, I, I believe you're correct because there are rules that every station has to follow. Yeah. With the FCC standards and practices. Yeah, there's like there's standards and practices in FTC, but I don't think the I don't think they handle the ratings. I think the TV, like the show itself, says we are TVMA, we are TVPG. You know what? We have these really awesome things called computers that literally are in the palm so, of our hands. I'm going to yeah. Google who controls TV ratings. Really and quick. I don't know Go. if it's the show itself or if it's the network, but I don't think there's like a governing body that says this has to be that. 
to me, if they do go from PG to TV-14, the benefit is because, yes, they've been PVG for a very long time, but, like, they have slowly kind of started to kind of tread that Attitude Era-esque, like, they, you know, people are saying bullshit on TV, they're saying, you know, the, we made the bitch joke already, um, I, 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 you're right about, like, like, blood is something that I don't want to see a ton of. Like, I, that's just not something that I'm into. But when it's used correctly and sparingly, there's nothing more effective. Like, the fact that we get these Hell in a Cell matches of, like, blood feuds that have been going on for six months and no one bleeds, like, it, it does kind like, my, my stupid primate brain kind of, like, eh, that lessens that impact. Like, the, the anarchy at the arena, like, and, and blood and guts, like, that made sense. Those guys hate each other. It's a brutal match. They're fighting. Okay, blood. When Moxley yeah. and, like, Cody Rhodes bleed every single every single match, yeah, that, okay, uh, you're, you're bleeding again. Cool. Like... It leads it leads to some really cool uh, ringside exclusive action figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, did you find it? Fe- it's the FCC. So uh, it is the FCC. It was, first, okay. it was first proposed on December 19th, 1996 by the United States Congress, the television industry, and the Federal Communications Commission, and went into effect January 1st, 1997. Um, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a like universal rating system. I'm assuming the FCC is the one that like governs it. So, the, so the, the reason I was getting onto that kind of like side street of the situation is maybe the FCC like came to them and they were like, Hey, you guys have a violent program. You're TV 14 now. And that leaked, but for them to make the conscious decision to be like, Hey, we're going to be TV 14. That makes like, I don't. I don't see what you gain from that because WWE is very much the family product. Paul Shear had an amazing TikTok or it ended up on his TikTok where he talked about going to AEW with his wife and kid. And it was right after, or it was the one where uh, MJF had his fucking Mark promo. And he was mm-hmm. like, we did not know what to do. Cause we had a grown man on a live microphone saying bullshit and dropping F-bombs and the cr- whole crowd was chanting, you fucked up at somebody. And like our co- our kid who has heard swearing before has never seen it in almost like cult-like situation of everybody cussing at the same time. So we had to give him a bunch of like toys and stuff to hopefully distract him to repress this memory. And it's like, yeah, and that's why WWE exists. Because you can go to WWE and it's a family-friendly environment. Like it, it, it is. And that's a good thing. Uh, that's the one thing I'll give WWE credit for. Uh, <laughs> their backstage policies are not family-friendly, but at least the show they put out on TV, super family-friendly for the most part. And I don't see what they gain from being TV-14. I feel like that would be a very poor choice. Because if they do that, they're just straight up trying to compete with AEW. Like, I'm sorry, that's what they are trying to do. Because right now, they're very different. And the content at which, like, I would let my, if I had a kid, I don't. If I had a kid, I would let them watch WWE. I would not let them watch AEW. Will you look up real quick? Does the FCC apply to cable networks or is it only or like cable or is it just network television? Because I do know there's different rules for like CBS, NBC affiliates and like cable and satellite channels that aren't just on like the general broadcast. Um, I will say, though, I, I think you're assuming that WWE is like going for like you you hear this news and you think WWE wants to lean heavy into like and change their content. I don't think we're going to get that. I don't think we're suddenly going to see a huge influx of stuff. I know I made the joke, but like I genuinely don't think that we're going to see like a big content shift. Um, I would also although I would like and, it, and I know I had the conspiracy theory of like, oh, they just wanted it to fly under the radar. But like. 
I don't know, it, it may be a thing of like, they do plan on it happening, but the something got, you know, a memo got sent too early or something like that. Um, um on USA.gov, this is just, uh, this was a quick Google search. search. If we would have known we were doing this topic more mm-hmm. where I would be, de- I would have done research for you. Um, this is just from USA.gov. The Federal Communications Commission regulates interstate and international communications through cable, radio, television, satellite, and wire. The goal okay. of the commission is to promote co- connectivity and is ensure a robust competitive market. So cable. That's that's what yeah. I that's what I was looking for. So um But yeah, I just I don't think it's gonna be a huge shift. Um I'm curious if this applies to NXT or if it's just raw. Um and same thing with SmackDown, because SmackDown's on Fox, it's not on USA. Uh, mm-hmm. NXT is on USA, but the, you know, it's, and honestly, between like toxic attraction and some of the, like NXT's gotten a little bluer than it used to be. Um, and even like, sometimes it's a little edgier quote unquote than raw, but, I'll, but like I said, raw kind of has been slowly shifting into a little bit more like, Oh, he said shit. Oh, she said bitch like stuff like that so i don't i don't think they're gonna go i don't think we're gonna see a sudden resurgence of like we're not getting nation underground the the first week that it's tv 14 we're not going back to full attitude era but i just think it would be, it's more of a like well if we want to push a boundary now we don't have to worry about like losing our rating yeah so and also like they still have to answer to this like they still have sponsors they got to worry about they still have got you know all of that. So I don't think this is a, you know, I don't think people losing their mind that like every match is going to be a first blood match now. Like, I don't think it's going to be anything remotely like that. But if they wanted to do something a little bit more, you know, boundary pushing, now they don't have to worry about like overstepping what their TVPG rating would allow them to do. Yeah, fair enough. But I like just, it, I, th- I think it's a dumb choice that they actually do it. I don't see what you gain from it, but. That's my opinion. I, I, I mean, that's what you gain from it. It's yeah. just, is it worth it? Um, but yeah, well, if, if anything else comes out about this, like whatever he talks about tomorrow, we'll talk about next week to see, you know, what it is. You know, what did someone jump the gun on leaking a, or did something get leaked? And now it wasn't final before it was finalized. Did a press release get slipped up, go out early? You know, there's a million things that, this could end up being but yeah uh where did my other one go um sasha Sasha. banks has been announced for the chicago comics and entertainment expo better known as c2e2 um that was revealed on wednesday banks is scheduled to appear at its event next month i am reading from the uh excuse me wrestling observer figure four online from ian carey uh, Banks will be available for photo ops and autographs at the show on Saturday, August 6th and Sunday, August 7th. Please join us in welcoming our next C2E2 guest, Mercedes Vernado, Sasha Banks. Whether you've seen her in the ring or as Koska Reeves in The Mandalorian, you are not going to want to miss out on this photo and autograph opportunity. C2E2 wrote on Twitter. Other personalities from wrestling booked for this year's C2E2 include Trish Stratish, Mick Foley, and Lita. Uh, It was reported last week that both Banks and Naomi have been removed from WWE's internal active roster listings. Neither has been officially released from the company. However, it was also reported last month that Banks' lawyers were involved in actively seeking to obtain her release from the company. Um, Why is this a big deal? Um, One, because she's being advertised as Mercedes Vernado. Yeah. Two, uh, these are the type of appearances 
that typically will go through wrestlers don't just get to do this for wwe they have to go through wwe wwe has to handle these bookings um and this is not one of those this isn't sasha banks appearing this is you you know her as sasha banks but you're meeting mercedes so this is kind of telling that you know it's all it's 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 just the only thing that's left is that wwe needs to make a statement saying that she's released yeah so um now this this reminds me a lot of the phil brooks being on talking dead after the whole royal rumble situation like that's what it screams to me like that was that was the only time i ever watched walking dead (laughs) um so i don't know what there's still a lot of questions about like her contract on top of like you know beyond just is she released or not because if she is released like what kind of non-compete clause does she have if any um you know would she be available to do a wrestling appearance type of thing like you know well okay this isn't her this isn't at a wrestling show she's appearing in her capacity that like oh you know her from wrestling but C2E2 isn't a wrestling show. She you know? she would still be able to do that stuff because um, Hawkins and Ryder were still doing like their stuff. Like they were still doing all of their shows and stuff like that. And like doing like appearance shows, even though it was still 2020, they were still like doing things where they were getting paid to do them. Like even yeah. within their ninety day complete competes, I think. But, it's, I think. But it's, were they doing like think, wrestling appearances? As I just don't think you can do. I don't think you can wrestle. Yeah. I don't think you can do... Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, she's not going to be able to compete somewhere. Um, But I also remember it was weird, like, when we had Jeff Hardy at CCW, he wasn't at CCW. He was at the Fan Fest, and his his band, and it was his band was there. He was also an active competitor on Raw, too. Like, he was, like... Yeah, he was was still wrestling. Right, but that was part of the whole, like, hey, when you talk to him, you cannot talk about wrestling on the podcast. But then he brought up up wrestling, so I was like, all right, let's run with it. Um, What the fuck are they going to do to us? That was literally my thought once he said it, too. I was like, well, he said it, so... Right, we didn't didn't do anything. That that manager had been like, you need to talk to your boy. He said it. We didn't do shit. (laughs) We just went along. We were having a nice conversation. That's where he took it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so... We'll we'll talk more about it next week because, like I said, I guess this I guess Andrew Zarian. Why did I say this Andrew Zarian? That's dumb. Uh, I guess Andrew Zarian is going to have more information tomorrow, but or he'll break down maybe what happened um, with, like I said, his original tweet has been deleted and now it's not going to be next week. So maybe it'll be in two weeks. Who knows? Um, Big E posted an update and it is good news. Uh, he is expected to make a full recovery from the broken neck. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated at certain milestones. Um, he said that it's pretty much at the one year mark is when they're going to determine really a timeline of when he'll be, when or if he'll be able to wrestle again. So that's the minimum will be in March is when we'll find out if he has a future in the ring. Um, but he's expected to make a full recovery. Surgery is completely off the table. He has, you know, mobility. He he's able to move around. And they're even bringing him in SummerSlam weekend to help with talent scouting for college athletes. And honestly, like, if you're going to, if you're pivoting away from bringing in, like, trained independent wrestlers as a primary source of incoming talent and you're shifting to college athletes, I, you know, between Big E and Bianca Belair, like, those are your, those are your two platinum standards of someone who was a college athlete with not a big wrestling background to 
you know, be able to to gauge people coming in. So I mean, that's that's awesome. So I'm I'm you know, obviously the full recovery part is the best news possible. Like that is amazing. That just makes me so happy. Um he did an interview, I think it was with TMZ Sports where they were like <laughs> Uh, do you, you know, are you, what are you hoping to hear? Like, when do you want to get back to the ring? And he essentially was just like, you know, I'm not going to know that for until March. So if I have to say that I can never wrestle again, then, you know, I'd like to think that I'm happy with what I've accomplished and everything that I've done, but just stressing about it and worrying about it for that long doesn't do me any good. Yeah. So did you, did you hear a story about Ridge? Yeah, where, uh, he, where he and he he did. I do. I do want to point this out because like people are still being shitty to Rich Holland, which they yeah. shouldn't be. But he says, you know, there's no hard feelings there. He, uh, he's spoken to Ridge multiple times. He even sent Ridge even sent him a big thing of this like really nice red meat. But because Biggie doesn't eat red meat, he gave it to his friend and his yeah. family. So like they had, he, they feasted very well for that week, uh, I think <laughs> is what he said, which is just like, that's adorable. Yeah, and, and also, good on Ridge. Yeah, good on Ridge for like doing that. Like, because mm-hmm. you hear the story of Awesome talking about Owen heartbreaking his neck and being like, "Hey, never really talked to me about it." And yeah. it's like, ah, that bums you out to hear. But at least on this one, like, and Biggie was very quick to be like, "No, nah, there's really like nobody's really mad at him for it. Like, it's wrestling. If, we kind of all sign up for this." Yeah. Like, and honestly, if was, you're if you're gonna break someone's neck and hope that they're not gonna like hold a grudge against you forever. Big E's probably the best one because he just oh, seems yeah. like the best human being. Yeah. Like, so uh, that's, that's happy news. Very, very excited about that. Um, real quick, rapid fire, a couple stories. Uh, Mick Foley has signed a new legends deal. So that's cool. Um, give me more action figures. That, that was literally the only reason I put this on here because I wanted to know if there is a specific Mick Foley, figure that they haven't made or that you hope that they do make because ultimately like when i think mick foley it's dude love it's mankind and it's cactus jack obviously have we gotten elites of all three um so i have all the major elites he's done Mm -hmm. uh you got og mankind in the brown suit i have that one okay um pieces of the hair actually come out Um, i don't like that well, that's what it is. We have Have a Nice Day Mick, uh, Mankind with, like, the black pants, dress shirt, all that. Um, and it has a Socko. Um, I have a Cactus Jack, a Dude Love, and then they, like, a year ago did Cactus Jack and ECW. Um, okay. I got that one. It's pretty dope. I They did a, a horrible figure that I would not have bought if it wasn't for the fact that it was in a Build-A-Figure wave, and I literally can't get rid of this figure now. But they did a Mick Foley with uh whenever he faced edge at wrestlemania and the head scan is horrendously bad um that being said um i didn't get the two-pack with the rock which i kind of regret because that one was pretty cool because it came with like uh mr rocco Mm -hmm. for yeah that was pretty dope i skipped on that one honestly i don't think there's a mankind that they could make that would make me be like fuck i gotta buy this right now if they did i would have to replace something unless they gave me nah there's nothing I think I have every air of Mick Foley you can have. Did they do ref shirt mankind? Cause that's, that the- would be one. That okay. would be one. There it is. Yep. Cause that's the only I, other, cause he like, even though he had so many personalities and so many different looks when he switched to those looks, they were pretty consistent throughout. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was actually the main reason I put that on there is cause I want to know if, or if they could give me, if they could give me, um, corporate dude love, 
where he's oh, like where yeah. yeah that would be that like if they did like a ringside or a san diego comic-con exclusive of that mm-hmm. i would i would i would pop for it and definitely buy one gotcha. uh, because that would be really cool mankind's somebody that you could probably do a really cool ultimate with too honestly anyway um, go ahead my bad <laughs> the, the, so the thing that i was gonna pitch is it you wouldn't need it because like you said you have them all but like you've been collecting forever if someone's yeah. like a new collector um do you remember the like like six or eight pack they did of the undertaker yeah like do that for foley yeah they were a bunch of basics and that's why i didn't buy them mm-hmm. i know exactly what you're talking about though because like it was like 50 bucks but it was like seven eight figures i actually helped kld get one oh, um nice. yeah because he was like looking for one and i actually told him i was i was black friday shopping whenever toys r us was still around and i was like hey man it's like 35 bucks right now and he was like oh buying it thank you uh <laughs> But yeah, no, I remember that that would be a cool one to do with him just because you could get a lot of different looks in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, aside, I wish if you gave me like 2000 Cactus Jack against Triple H in his like yeah. first retirement match, that when he would came, be dope. When he, when he w- switched from Mankind and he unbuttoned the shirt and it was yeah. the captain. Oh, that's that is such a cool moment. Yeah. Um, there's a couple different ones that they could make and I would be like, yeah, that's pretty dope. Right now, I'm, like, if they made figures of him, I would probably just head swap them. There's a Mankind 2-pack that I need to buy just so I can head swap to get, like, a real effects on my old school Mankind. But, yeah. Uh, that's cool that he signed a Legends contract, though. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, this is straight from Christian Hoffer from comicbook.com. AEW's Athena launches Dungeons and Dragons show this week. Uh, AEW pro wrestler Athena will launch a new Dungeons and Dragons actual play show on her Twitch channel next week. Details about the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons 5e show are still partially under wraps, but the show will feature Athena, her husband, and fellow wrestler Matthew Palmer, tabletop RPG Noir Enigma, uh, and Eric Frankhouse. The campaign will be run by veteran tabletop RPG designer and and dungeon master Daisy Grant. The show will be sponsored by Cobalt Press with players using character options from the recent Cobalt Press book, Tome of Heroes. Um, So that's just super cool. She did the, uh, um, I can't remember what the WWE one was called. It might be in this article, actually. Uh, Appeared on WWE's rollout prior to the COVID-19 campaign. And most recently appeared on D&D Live alongside several other wrestlers. So that's super cool. I, I think that'll be fun. Yeah. If you're into uh, D&D. I like that these people, like these wrestlers are able to branch out and do cool shit. Yeah. Like that is not killing their body. Mm-hmm. And also kind of sets them up for when they're done wrestling. They're, they can do. Yeah, when they're done killing their body, they have yeah. something that they can go back uh, and to. And then do. last bit of news story is that, uh, and it's not really a news story as much as a question mark, um, Io Shirai could potentially become a free agent soon. Uh, there was a report by, I think it was Fightful, that said that she had yet to sign a contract extension. And then Meltzer, I believe, is the one who said that she hadn't signed yet and was not planning on re-signing. But then she, either today or... It was recent. Because uh, Dave... Because Meltzer tweeted something... Um, Do, 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 do. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm. No, I'm. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to pull up her Twitter so I can see. Um, okay, so it wasn't. Okay, so it was Tuesday. Um, she tweeted out just. Uh, it just said rumors and then the pukey emoji, and then like the person throwing up emoji. So who knows? Um, she could be responding to the like 
just the general she hasn't signed yet maybe the uh Meltzer follow-up of like he'd heard that she was planning on moving back to Japan and was not going to resign who knows um but as of right now from what we know she has not yet signed a new contract so but yeah again as if more information comes to this we will talk about it next week uh and then real quick Dalton playing with ourselves that's the news for the week but there's action figure stuff to talk about starting off with they announced the san diego comic-con wwe wwe elite exclusive set from no holds barred yes we got trash ass hulk hogan movie from the 80s but this is so we kind of had a conversation um privately like yesterday whenever they had officially got released my days have been real long so i don't remember exactly when we had this conversation but um we were kind of talking about how you just won't get excited for Hogan figures, which I totally get. Like you could not pay me to get excited about any Hogan. That's, that's exactly how you said it. Um, and whenever they announced it, we have one friend that like loves that movie and I'm super excited for him to get this like two pack. Cause like I've seen, like he's been trying to make customs of it. Like he's been showing me work that he's been doing for years, trying to get a rip, rip him figure made for himself just to have. And, like, that's cool. I, I like things like that when people go out on it. I am happy they're doing this for San Diego Comic-Con because I don't want this to clog up a, another avenue for somebody else getting a figure. I don't want this to be a ringside exclusive because that could have went to somebody else or a different moment in time. San Diego Comic-Con is very niche and very, like, um, here's a goofy thing that we can put out that we probably don't want to put out in a regular line because we're afraid it will sell. Because the, they... The, the San Diego Comic-Con traditionally is kind of joke figures almost, if you're not familiar. Um, this is where Dr. Isaac Yankum was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Did yep. you shake? Oh, you, okay, I thought you said... I, you looked I was looking to then, see if it was right there. Yeah, you looked very not. dramatically, and I thought you were shaking your head. It's was like, oh man, I swore I had that one, right? I'm not that stupid. Um, no. My personal favorite figure to come out of it, I don't have it um, because I don't collect elites, but it's it, it makes me laugh, is Shockmaster is a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, and it's packaged... Uh, upside down upside down like like he had just tripped i think that's hilarious um yeah um, but yeah, so like th- they tend to be kind of like less th- it's more of a like you're not gonna mi- break anything like not having it in your collection isn't going to be a huge deal and yeah, so this so, is technically not even i mean they are wrestlers because zeus did show up in wcw and it is the two-pack he, sh- he showed up in wwf too wwf yeah sorry that's what i yeah. think that's what i meant to say even but. yeah uh so it got leaked a couple days ago before like the official announcement happened. And I showed it to our buddy Tyler and he like was like, you please tell me you're not fucking with me. I was like, no, they look legit. This, that, another, um, my damn toys, Kyle Peterson. And I want to see somebody else has already gotten their hands on them and have reviewed them online. Um, I'm buying them, uh, mainly for the Zeus figure. Cause I think it's neat that they made a Zeus figure. Uh, but I'm going to buy one, uh, but my favorite thing is, is they like, so they reenact or they recreate the like no holds barred VHS cover for the packaging, which is the way to do it. You missed the best whenever you were talking over the, uh, SDCC like exclusive figures. They did an LJN inspired, um, black car. Well, no, it was, that was the chase of it. They did a, uh, Sergeant Slaughter LJN style figure, like not styled, but like the packaging was styled over an LJN. And it was an ultimate figure, but they made it look like it was an LJN package. Um, and then it was like a blue card is the normal. And then if you got a 
black card one. It was the exclusive, like it was the chase of it. Um, I didn't get that one just because I had two slaughters that I was just like, no, I don't need a new slaughter. The one they did for 20, because I don't think they did one for 2020. The one they did for 2019, God tier had to have it. They did Slim Jim Macho Man. Mm-hmm. And that is the coolest fucking thing ever. This kind of falls in between like levels of cool. Is I think it's like, I think it's super neat, and I think it's super cool that we're getting a an exclusive person that we've never gotten a figure for. Um, because we've gotten fucking plenty of Kanes, Macho Mans, and like even uh, Shockmaster has gotten um Typhoon and Tugboat made in elite forms. So like, it's very rare that we get a this guy has never gotten an action figure before. That's what. Virgil got one for New York Comic Con in 2017. I got that one, or 2018, no 2017. And then, uh, but like, we're getting a Zeus, which is pretty cool. That this is going to be like, it's going to be the only time they make a figure of him. Yeah. So I'm I'm probably going to get it for that. Um, but anyway, they recreate the uh, packaging for No Holds Barred on the like cover of the figure or the two pack, which is really cool. But they use a head sculpt that looked super awesome like actually looked like it was from the poster and then when you open the figure up that head that head sculpt is not in the figure <laughs> they used a di- they used a different head that came off of the new hogan ultimate which i don't have yet um it's like from an early 80s hulk um they used that head put it for the promo package for the figure that's not inside the box i think that is so fucking funny uh i don't know why that cracks me up so much uh, I think they drop next Friday. It's going to be $70. I think it's limited. You can get it on MattelCreations.com. I think it's limited two per person, which is good because that slaughter sold out. Like, that was a problem. Because if I would have been able to buy it, I would have. There's been such a boom with wrestling figures in the last two years. Like, Slim Jim Macho Man was not that hard to get. I just mm-hmm. had to be awake for it. Um, and then it didn't sell out right, right away. It did sell out, but it didn't sell out right away. Slaughter literally sold out in like five minutes. And there was like a queue and shit like that. Um, I'm hoping to get it just because I want the Zeus and the Hogan is cool enough. Like it, it would be cool enough just to have just because like I have John Nada, Roddy Piper, in my collection and stuff like that. So like, there's some novelty to it that's really cool. Um, they're also gonna do some exclusive. Well, the retro line, like the fake Hasbro's they make, they're also doing a. I think they're doing a release of for those those two. But uh, that's our San Diego Comic Con next week's gonna be awesome. I think because isn't that when Comic Con starts? I think so. I'm not. I'm so. Yeah. So there's going to be either next week or the week after is going to be a giant playing with ourselves segment because I'm going to have like 80 new figures to like be like they re- announced this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the SDCC news from now. We have nothing on AEW as of right now. I'm sure they'll show up in some capacity, but we don't have anything as of right now. But speaking of AEW, we also got uh, in package photos of Unrivaled Series 10 uh, because and I'm only mentioning this because it's hilarious. Uh, this wave includes. Wardlow, Jake Hager from Blood and Guts 1, Britt Baker, Taz, Miro, and uh, Andrade El Idolo. The chases being Taz and Britt Baker. The Britt Breaker is just a red and white gear, uh, or no, mainly red gear alternate. It's her, uh, it's the first gear she ever wore on AEW television. Oh, that's fucking cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's she, dope. I, I saw that on Twitter. Uh, she tweeted, or it, mm, it was either the first gear on AEW t- television or her first appearance on AEW in general yeah um which is really cool because taz getting that chase he also has the first time he ever wore a hat at AEW. uh is gonna be mm-hmm. the thing of that yes taz's uh chase figure asa is him wearing gray pants and a ball cap instead of, uh, instead instead of brown, of brown pants. pants 
and not a ball cap. And that's the one in 3000, eh? So that's the harder to find one. Um, Unrivaled 10 minus that. There's like two figures that I know I definitely have to get. Um, And that's going to be Miro with because it's the TNT titles like shorts. And it comes with two head sculpts so I can fix the um, best man one. Because like I love that figure with my whole heart. I love that gear. But that head kind of does look derpy compared to these two. Um, And then the Andrade El Idolo is pretty cool. Uh, The unmasked head doesn't look as well as I wish it would, but I'm still going to buy it. Um, Yeah, that's our AEW. Uh, Next week, I'm on top of that. I also have 2K news to talk about. What, Asa? Real quick, because I found the tweet. Uh, The Chase, oh, wow, first gear I ever wore in AEW at the first double or nothing. Oh, that's cool. And then her normal attire, like the normal figure in that line. Uh, possibly my favorite set of gear I ever wore first sold out crowd since the pandemic and winning the title. Also first time a full arena said DMD with me. I'll never forget it comes with the DMD hands, red eyeshadow, Scott Hall blood drips comes with the former AEW women's title belt that now sits on my fireplace. Yeah. So, um, which man, am I happy that I just spent money on that blood and guts figure or lights (laughs) out figure? Um, nah, it's cool. That figure rocks my socks too, but, um, that Britt Baker super awesome. If you don't have one, uh, it's just there's not a lot in this wave that excites me. Um, and then I feel like so I have two K news to talk about next week as well. If that's something to look forward to. We got our final uh, DLC pack, mm-hmm. uh, and then I want you to talk to me about series four unmatched on what you got really quick because I just want your impressions of it because I don't have any of these figures yet. I so and, and I feel bad because like my wrestling stuff I keep in box, so this is yeah. very limited to what I can actually you know talk about but um let me get this pulled up real quick um nope go back you're going the wrong way dummy the hell did you okay there we go um so i didn't get the full wave from unmatched four i just got the four of the figures that of because i'm at the point with my aew collection that i'm no longer getting duplicates unless it is a specific like look or gear that i really like unless it's a gimmick change or there's a handful of people that I'm just going to like, like hangman page. I'm going to get every hangman page figure that did you get. Available. Did you get the hangman page? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. My bad. Yeah. So, um, the four, Oh God. Then, then it closed out. Um, but the four that I got, um, from unmatched four, uh, is I got the CM punk, the Adam page, the Jade Cargill, and then the Corazon day, uh, Leon. Leon, Chris Jericho. Leon, yeah. Um, the Hangman page is. I like it because it's not wrestling gear. It's him in the black um, Western shirt with the blue jeans. It comes with like three different drink uh, holders, soda like drink cans, paraphernalia, like cans. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're soda and, cans, Asa, and coolers. Um, <laughs> I I actually really like the Jericho a lot more than I thought I would. Um, the head scan is kind of weird. And the hair looks kind of weird, but overall, like, the jacket and the gear, and, like, you can tell he's younger, which I get. It's hard to do a proper, like, face scan now for a 30-year-old picture, Yeah, essentially. So, I mean, I I can't be too, excuse me, I can't be too hard on that. Uh, Jade Cargill was in this wave. Super, hers looks great. Like, I, this is a, this looks like a really good figure. It's one of those, like, I want, I need you to get it so you can actually, like, tell me how good it feels. Um, and, like, I will say just from scales. what I've like, what I've seen in the reviewers, best woman's figure they've made. Mm-hmm. Like it beats all the, like, it's literally, I, I should have Thunder Rosa next week. I got that one this week, but, uh, 
out of all, like, the women's figures have been good, mm-hmm. but it seems like every time they make a new one, it tops what they made before. So, like, the uh, Tay Conti for a while, that one was one that everybody was like, I don't know how they're going to top this one. And then literally, like, Thunder Rosa comes out and they're like, this is the best one. And now people are like, no, this Jay Cargill is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really, that's probably the one I'm most excited for out of all of them. Just because Jade Cargill is amazing. And hopefully, like, I know it'll be like a year and a half from now, but the chance that we could get a Stokely Hathaway figure is also like, now I kind of want that. Uh, I want it. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm genuinely excited to get my Excalibur and, um, a JR. Shivani. And my JR and Shivani. I don't think I've ordered, yeah. I don't think the JR is up for order yet. No, nope, um, uh, Shivani and JR are up for order. Okay, so maybe the one of them. I know one of the three was not Excalibur's available. not Excalibur's not okay. Um, and then the other one that I got was the CM Punk. Um, I'm just happy because it's CM Pants. I I like that look on him. Uh, it, that makes me happy. And I don't know. I haven't looked at it since I sent the picture to you, and I really haven't looked at it that close in person since I noticed that I saw it. But the head sculpt on the Punk looks entirely too much like QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. Like, it bothers me a little bit that it's like, wow, that is, like, did they mean to make a QT Marshall and then they realize they signed Punk, so they're like, this way, hard left turn. <laughs> um, that's, I have that one ordered. I did not order it in time. I won't get it until, like, mid-August. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for that one. Um, we have two Walmart exclusives coming out of this wave. Um, one being CM Punk in the trunks, and that's also the chase. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can basically, and I think this Walmart exclusive one actually comes with a hoodie too. So you're actually getting more out of the Walmart one than you would of the, um, chase. But, uh, we're also getting an exclusive hangman out of this wave where his, uh, Western shirt has like roses and shit on it. I yeah. think I'm going to try to find that one. Cause I like, I, I will buy one of them when they come out, but I don't know which, like, I'm going to try to get the Walmart one first. And, and Punk and, and P- Punk and Page are two that it's like, yeah, if I, I'm not going to like go out of my way or spend a ridiculous amount of money on either of those Walmart exclusives. But like, if I find either of them, I would want them. You should be able to find them. I found the, the last Walmart exclusive was Sting with Darby paint. Yeah. And actually uh, shout out to uh, Zoe Moore, uh, one of my old wrestling buddies. She found the one for me and like three weeks later, I just didn't go to her house to grab it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I found like eight of them. Yeah, so I ended up finding was, one for. I ended up finding one for myself. Like yeah, and I don't they're, hunt all that often, so that should tell you something. And stings were hard to come by at first, so mm-hmm. like even like the like OG sting, like you can get it on Amazon, but besides that, it's hard to get. So hopefully, those Walmart exclusive ones are easy to obtain. At least the punks. I do want CM trunks because that's that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but that's it's, that's that's the plan with myself for the day. It was a little longer than usual, but hey, I got no, it's it. good. It's 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 fun stuff to talk about. I I do hope we get more. My the only thing I'll say about so the AEW line, the Jazzwares line figures, I'm super into. Like I don't, they haven't really made, in my opinion, as a casual collector, they haven't made anything terrible. I know you have been way less than impressed on a handful of them, but like it's more hits than misses. Am I wrong? Oh yeah. By a whole lot. Yeah. 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 Like they're, 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 you know, they're, they're, it's a, it's a good ratio for them. My only thing with them showing up at San Diego comic-con is they don't release stuff as quickly as I would like compared to how often they announce stuff. So Mm -hmm. like whatever they show at San Diego comic-con, we're not going to see on shelves or be able to order until like February, maybe. 
But that is also WWE. Like, WWE no, does that as well. See, but the difference is I don't care about the elites because I don't collect the elites. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, like, like, I can't say that their business practices are any different. Like, they do their fan fests every major pay-per-view, so it feels like every two months, which is about when we get an AEW pay-per-view, we get a fan fest showing shit off. Mm-hmm. So... It wouldn't be out of the like. I don't know if they'll. I don't think they'll have like a panel at San Diego Comic Con, or at least I don't think they've announced one. Whereas like WWE always has their Mattel panel, um, but which Cody Rhodes is going to be at this year, which is kind of neat. Um, so there's going to be a Cody Rhodes figure announced. Hey, uh, hey, Dalton. Did they announce one? June twenty seventh. We're heading back to Southern California for Comic-Con. Join CM Punk, Jade Cargill, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Brian Danielson <laughs> for the AEW Heroes and Villains panel on July yeah. 23rd. So, Hell uh, yeah. So, we, so San Diego Comic-Con is next weekend. So yeah. we'll talk about it in two weeks. Um, but next week we'll be able to talk about ROH Death Before Dishonor. And yeah. that show is shaping up to be a uh, good one. If I can break Hell that yeah. out. Um, I'm sure that car that like roster of panel is subject to change, um, but they are uh, they will be doing a a they will do be there will be an AEW panel, but I don't know if they're going to be doing a uh, well figures or games or whatever. Um, I've I said it earlier. Jack is it Jack specific? No, it's not Jack. Jazzwares. It's Jazzwares. Jesus Christ! Uh, was the like, guy that runs Jazzwares used to be the uh, president of jack specific that's why your brain goes there oh i don't think it is i think i'm just stupid like i appreciate that out um but i don't i don't think it was i don't think it was that um jazzwares action figure san diego comic con oh that's an ebay store never mind that's not <laughs> Good um luck. yeah so i don't see anything about a jazzwares panel specifically or jazzwares uh sdc 2022 so who knows maybe they, they may be doing something they may be doing an online thing uh they may just you know who, they may not be doing anything for it. We don't know. We'll find out in two weeks or maybe next week if something gets announced. Who knows? Um, but that's going to do it for the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Uh, your support means the absolute world to us. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't already, you can give us a follow on Twitter at Nerdiest Part. Uh, you can follow Dalton on Twitter at twitter.com slash Mr. D. Anthony N-P-O-T-R. You can follow me on Twitter at the five star man with the number five uh, in there. And then, again, don't forget to leave a review, leave a like, um, subscribe, share it, the episode, tell your friends about us, you know, all of that good stuff, because it does help with the algorithms. And we like talking to you about wrestling, and we want to hear from you. And we want to know, you know, we like talking to people. So, uh, but that's going to do it for us. Thank you, everybody. Have a good week. Uh, we will see you next week. But until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.